You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 709, The Cost of Privacy. Welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 709. And, uh, you know, Gaz couldn't make it this week and we all miss it. We miss him dearly. So very dearly. However, it would not be the MyMac podcast without at least one person from the uh, the United Kingdom. And, and so this is kind of a, a twofold thing. Number one, I am attempting to right a great wrong <laughs> by the, the fact that we that we hadn't had... And actually, we still haven't had Simon Parnell on with both of us, but we've had now had you on for, you know, Gaz has had you on and now I've had you on. <laughs> I, I still don't think it counts. I still don't think it counts, but we, we have both now had, had you on in the same month, no less. How are you doing today, Simon? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And thank you for asking me on yet again. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been, you know, the last month and the month coming up is going to be kind of weird because, uh, you know, it's a summertime. So people have, you know, this, this crazy thing like a life. And so have things to do that they, you know, that they want to do rather than record podcasts. So, you know, there's been weeks when I've been gone. There's been weeks when gas has been gone. Um, starting, let's see, today is the, is the second, uh, next week I'm going to be on, but the week after that, I'm going to be in Idaho. Idaho. I'm going to be in Idaho. <laughs> and it, for people who have never been to private Idaho, it is my, well, actually it's my mother-in-law's private Idaho. It's uh God bless her. It's <laughs> going to be her 90th birthday. So we're going out for that. Um, but it is Idaho. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know Idaho. Hey, wow. I just made a joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it wasn't much of one, but it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> Today on the show, we're going to talk about data privacy, which the EU seems to be actually doing something about it. Um, we're going to talk about some VPNs and why they're under attack, mostly by authoritarian or one-party governments. And oddly enough, we are not going to talk about WWDC, apparently. How, how, <laughs> that's so weird. Um, a couple of things that I've got going on lately. Uh, I'm still working on getting the audio version of Guy's Daily Drive into iTunes. And for people who don't know what that is, that's like a 10 to 15 minute little video show that I record in my car, usually while I'm going to work or coming home from work. Yeah. And that's, that's not odd at all. Uh, I've got it currently in Spotify and I'm going to start putting it into other podcatchers, but for whatever reason, a, a week later, Apple has not yet approved it to uh, to be downloaded from iTunes. So how weird is that? I don't understand. Mm. Yeah, what you Strange. got going on? Uh, well, actually, a, a lot of podcasts at the moment. It yeah. seems uh, I'm podcasting uh, here with you. Um, tomorrow, I'm doing the Essential Apple. Uh, and now you've I've, you've kind of taken that show over pretty much because uh, well, yeah, sort of, Mark's. You know, Mark's been having well, I know, some I know, issues. Yeah, I know. He's, he's been, been, been kind of ill. And it's been kind of grinding him down. So um, he's still involved, but he's just kind of taken a break from worrying about actually put, doing the show every week. And, yeah, well, uh, it's, it's more important. So I'm kind of, 
filling the seat, as it were. <laughs> it's certainly more important to uh, to look after your health rather than than you know do something like this. That and let's face it, this is really just a hobby, something fun that we do as compared to, oh my God, I've got to get this show out or I won't get paid this week because, you know, yeah, we're not making any money off this. Not no, happening. So, you know, I just said to him, well, you know, if you want to take a rest, take a rest. You know, yeah. if, it's, if it doesn't feel like fun, if it feels like a grind. And it has then, to be yeah, fun. Yeah, you have to do it for the, for, for the joy of it. And if you don't feel up to doing it, then take a break. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're still there in the background doing stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. I've got Roger, uh, Roger Harmon coming on. Um, and then Roger, I think Roger. it's quite likely, Roger, Roger. And then it's quite likely that, um, in uh, Sunday evening, I'll be going on Bart's show because I think he's short people. Too. Oh, you know what? I, I got the email asking for people and I forgot, I forgot all about it. Cause I, I was just, well, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway for reasons, but I haven't yeah. been on, I haven't been on, um, Let's talk Apple. Oh my God. When was the last time I was on that show? Way, way too long. I love doing that show. Yeah. Anyway, it, I, I think Bart's he's a super guy. Yep. Uh, Bart is indeed super. And I think this, this, uh, this month he's suffering from the same kind of issue as you and Gaz in that, uh, the time he w- wanted to do it, everybody was like, no, can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. So I think he's a bit short. So I, He's moved the time to, uh, originally the time he sort of suggested, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But now, uh, I think he's moved it, he's moved it to, um, Sunday evening when I will be free. So I've sent him a message saying, you need any more people? I'll take a slot. So there we go. Oh, what, uh, what, uh, you know what? Well, we can talk about that offline. <laughs> it's like, let's spend the next half hour talking about when we could be on someone else's podcast. Yes. <laughs> Yes, okay. Well, why don't That's we a bit, all a bit inside baseball? <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Why don't we scoot over to the mymac.com recent articles? And uh, I guess I'll take the first one. Speaking of Bart, it's Let's Talk Photography number 56 Inspiration. In this month's solo show, Bart ponders inspiration and particularly how things we disapprove of and dislike can nonetheless inspire us. Go on over, download that show. And enjoy. Take the next one, dear. Ah, uh, yes. The next oh. one is Essential <laughs> Apple Podcast 89. Hmm. That's Kiwi, huh. not Kiwi. Uh, who um, does that and show? that's me. Yes. Yeah, me. <laughs> oh, it's okay. me. Me and uh, Alistair Jenks. Um, and in the week of GDPR, uh, some US news sites decided they couldn't figure out what it actually meant and did it all wrong. <laughs> um, and everybody else just carried on regardless. So, uh, yes, it's me and Alistair talking about a whole load of stuff. Uh, go and have a listen. Uh, next up is FileMaker Pro 17 Advanced. This is a review by Sark Mealy. This is Sark Mealy. I don't want any mealy snark from you, G-Men. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Uh, as has <laughs> now become the annual norm, Apple's subsidiary FileMaker released version 17 of its venerable FileMaker Pro application platform earlier this month. What began life as a database added, reg- uh, I almost said regional, relational, <sighs> wait a second, relation, yeah, that, no, I had it right the first time, <laughs> relational <laughs> capabilities and more. To become its own RDBMS. And, you know, he tells us what that means. Relational 
I had to say, say it again. Relational database management system is now a sophisticated, robust, and highly versatile platform in its own right. Go on over, read that review from Mr. Seeley. Uh, the iLoud Micro Monitor. What? The iLoud. <laughs> iLoud. <laughs> Mike. Micro Monitor. Uh, this is a review by uh, Scorin Walla. This is Scorin War. You have failed pronouncing my name wrong for the last time. I don't think we have, but go ahead. No, definitely not. The iLoud Micro Monitor is a pair of reference studio speakers, also known as monitors. Monitors are generally used by musicians to produce the cleanest output possible. The iLoud Micro Monitor can be connected to an audio source using RCA plugs, one eight inch stereo input, 3.5 millimeter or Bluetooth. The monitors can lay flat at the front elevated or mounted on a mic stand. There is an audio setting for each position. Monitors are available in black or white. And next up is the Maxwell sleeve. The Max. Oh, wait. Oh, I should do this in my. I don't even, do I have a Maxwell smart voice? Let's find out. Yeah, the Maxwell sleeve for the MacBook. This is a review, Chief, from Sklorenoir. This is Sklorenoir. You have failed pronouncing my name wrong for the last time. Well, maybe this week. No, no, no. The Maxwell sleeve for the MacBook is a water and stain resistant MacBook or MacBook Pro sleeve with a magnetic enclosure. The sleeve is made from nanotech, which is created by using a process called nanotechnology, kind of like the cone of silence. This makes it durable plus stain and water resistant. The Maxwell sleeve is available for the new 12-inch MacBook, the 13-inch MacBook Pro with touch bar, and the 15-inch MacBook Pro with touch bar. You can choose from six colors, which are Kelly, Crimson, Cobalt, Slate, Waxed, Canvas, and Black Ballistic. Additional options include choosing whether the sleeve opens horizontally or vertically and whether you need the carrying strap thank you thank you what color is kelly kelly is well i can't tell you that's classified <laughs> right the iphone analyst games opinion by guy so who oops sir the sorry girl there you go yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, even when they say something nice about iPhones, analysts manage to find a way to tick me off. Perhaps it's to build Apple's stock up before WWDC to bring it down as we get closer to the next iPhone sales site. Daniel Ives of GBH Insights claims that Apple has a 200 to $350 billion opportunity for a new, new super cycle of iPhone sales. And yeah. then you can go and read the rest of uh, Cy Girl's uh, rant. Yeah, he's he's, he, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I know, him, I know him personally, and I, I can say that with uh, without fear of contradiction. <laughs> Next up, let's see if I can find it here. There we go. Next up is Airfly, and this is a review by Bert Clanchard. 
This is Bert Clanchard, and I approve this message. Well, thank you, Bert. Airfly from 12 South lets you use your AirPods or wireless headphones with any wired headphone headphone jack. Say you are on an airplane with in-flight movies or TV. With AirPlay, you can listen wirelessly. If you spend time on a treadmill or a stationary bike at the gym, you can listen to TV with your AirPods. Go on over and read that review from Mr. Blanchard. Mm. Uh, the Beehive Smart Hose Fawcett Times with <laughs> Wi-Fi Hub review by Yoni Dankalo. But before you, before you read this, um, I, I actually, I mean, because I, I put these show notes together, I went and looked at this and the whole concept behind this is just filled with, with comedic potential. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, okay, well, go ahead and read the review. Go ahead. Sorry. Have you ever wanted the convenience of an automated sprinkler system for your lawn without having the expense of digging up the lawn to install the system? With the Beehive Smart Hose Fawcett Times with Wi-Fi Hub, that's a bit of a mouthful, yeah. you can have the sprinkler system without the expense of digging up the lawn. The Beehive is a two-part system that turns your normal sprinkler into an automated one. It consists of a small box that connects to your outside faucet and then to the hose, and a small Wi-Fi device about the size of a typical thumb drive. This item connects to your network and then connects to the main part on the faucet, allowing you access to the device through an app on your phone or tablet. There we go. Yeah. You know, for some reason, this was making me think that what this was, you put this thing on your faucet, and then the water is like uses Wi-Fi to go to various parts in your yard. And I don't know why that was what came to my mind, but obviously it does not work that way because, you know, physics. Um, Come on. It's just, the, a, just a remotely operated valve. Exactly. Surely, to allow the water on or off. Exactly. So <laughs> you still have to have a physical hose connected to the damn thing. So, yeah. Uh, the last article for this week, I swear to God, is Tech Fan episode 352, Mocha Attack. Tim, yes, Tim, is joined by, I say I don't have that one, is joined by Owen this week to discuss Mocha Farapes, VNC attacks, UPS deliveries, OnStar, MacStock Expo, disappearing apps, examples that series sucks, like we needed more of those, 4K, <laughs> and much, much more. Go download and listen to that podcast with Tim and Owen. Uh, if you would like to write for the mighty, mighty, mymac.com website, and my God, why wouldn't you, after this stellar reading of all of these articles, uh, all you have to do <laughs> is send an email to Mr. John Nemo and his email address is Nemo at my Mac.com. And, uh, yeah, he'll get you going and Gaz and I, and, and whoever we have, uh, on any particular week, we will, we will give a concise and clear reading and brief under, you know, <laughs> make it a, a brief understanding of what it is that you're trying to convey in your perfectly crafted <laughs> article. Or, you know, we'll completely cock it up and, you know, everyone will oh, just be like, mangle it. Yeah, yeah we'll mangle, mangle we'll mangle the crap out of it. But we'll do it with a <laughs> smile on our face. Simon, if somebody wanted to uh, to get a hold of you, how would they do that? 
Uh, the simplest way is to reach out on to me on the Twitters, and there I am at Serenak, and that's S E R E N A K. Or you can email me on essentialapple at sudomail.com, and that's S U D O mail. Okay. Uh, you can reach me on the Twitters. My handle there is Mac Parrot. And you can also reach me uh, via email. My email address is guy. G-U-Y, at MyMac.com, probably. Uh, I think that is going to do it for this section, Simon. Uh, do you know how to get us out? I bet you do. I do indeed. Everybody, stand by to stand by, and we will be right back. Nicely done. Central Mac and the Rampant Mumblings podcast. And this is Carl Madden of the Mac and Force Show podcast. You know what, Carl? No, nope, never met him. But it's funny how many people ask. No, no, no. I mean, you know what we should do? Get better riders? Well, that goes without saying no. I think we should merge. Excuse me? Rampant Mumblings, Essential Mac, Mac and Forth should merge. Sounds messy. No, no, no. It'll be good. We can still have all the incisive news, views, and opinions of Rampant Mumblings and Essential Mac along with... Well, whatever Mac and Forth has to offer. Hmm. And what should we call this new monster? Uh, I mean venture. Well, it's still essentially an apple-related show, so why not How Do You Like Those Apples? Catchy, but does it essentially sum up what an apple show should be about? All right, how about Get Your Apples Here, An Apple A Day, Chatty Apple, Happy Pie... Oh, oh, just apple. No, we essentially need something that is more apple-related. Monkey tennis. Huh? No, no, no. We just need something essentially Apple that lets people know we will essentially be discussing Apple-related things. You knuckleheads, just call your new podcast the Essential Apple Podcast for when people have essentially run out of good podcasts to listen to. Should have gone with monkey tennis. Painting stars on my paper plane. Time's running out to Going Commando on Morality. The G-Men on the MyMath.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMath.com podcast. This, this is the part of the show, Simon, where we get serious. Where we get, we, we throw out all the frivolity. And, and we speak from the heart and with a great deal of ingrained knowledge on every single thing that we say in this section. And then it's right back to the usual nonsense after that. (laughs) So uh, this week, what I kind of wanted to talk about, and you probably know a lot more about this than I do, shocker, uh, is the, the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR. This is the data privacy bill just implemented in the EU that has companies that rely on gathering and using your information for their business model in kind of a tizzy. But what really has their panties in a bunch is what's coming next. Uh, the next bill making the rounds through the EU, it's called e-privacy regulation. And tell me if this is wrong. At its core, it's meant to force all of these companies to not be able to use a general blanket permission, as the GDPR sort of does, uh, granted through an email or before you can access a site to gain access to your information and use it as they say fit. Is that, is that about right? Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> the e-privacy, which, which is, you know, it, it's not, 
it's in the beginning stages, but it, it ramps up from the uh, GDPR. Um, and it's specifically aimed at protect, protecting the confidentiality of electronic communications. Um, but what it does mean, um, and why all these data miners are squealing, is that they would have to ask you specifically for uh, the right to use your data and tell you what they want to use it for. Uh, the GDPR has already started down that route because some some sites now are already saying, you know, rather than this site uses cookies, you know, I accept or no, you can't enter our site. They now have things saying, um, you know, we use cookies. You can accept only the necessary cookies. I accept cookies from advertisers as well and so on and so forth. But um this e-privacy would mean basically that they would have to ask you explicitly uh, for each one or for each each use. Yes, so um, they would have to say, "I consent to you using my uh, harvested information for marketing. I consent to you using it or selling it to third parties, and so on and so." Forth. Okay, and unsurprisingly, so- they're all squealing, saying it will destroy the internet, and we'll all. Uh, it will all be a disaster because, <laughs> oh, no, how can we, you know, how can you stop, how dare you stop us from being scummy and taking information from people without us? Well, if this new law goes into effect, no company that uses cookies to track you without your express consent uh, would have to ask each time that they do so. So Skype, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and really, any other free social media service won't be able to use your data to make money unless you say okay. And I've got a, a quote here from a – I don't know if this guy is like named after a bird call or what. It's it's Birgit Sippel of the uh, European Parliament. He's a member from Germany, and he was the one who drafted the e-privacy le- legislation. I think, you'll find, I think you'll find she's a woman, actually. Okay. Well, uh, hard to tell from this name. Uh, With one click, you can manipulate hundreds of thousands or millions of people, whether you know their names or not. Uh, That is why protecting privacy is becoming more important, especially in the digital environment. And this has them pretty, this has them pretty worked up and they're claiming it'll slow down innovation like driverless cars, like that's a bad thing. And uh, that it will cost the EU 550 billion euros per year now on on the surface this kind of sounds like a good thing you know why should companies make money off of your information without your consent and the only fly in the ointment and this is what really has has them you know all of these companies kind of in an uproar is that this is where they make almost all of their money and whether whether or not people agree that you know their data is their data and it should be you know, I'm not even going to argue that, but in, in the face of what these companies do, um, running services for billions of users comes at a cost and the loss of revenue, if this bill is implemented, shouldn't be overlooked. And it could bring us to an internet for the haves capable of paying for data linking free social services and the have not squeeze dry for every bit of data they can get. It can also lead to a case where every time you click a link for a, and I'm using quotes here, free service and sites, uh, you have to click a consent form with, you know, with detailing exactly how they're going to use your data so that the site can gather data on you. 
or you end up paying for what used to be free. So, you know, is there, is, do you think that there's like a common ground here where services like Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and, you know, the things that we're used to just signing up for and being a part of, do you think that they can survive in, in an environment that, uh, that requires this? Uh, I think, although I, I don't, you know, I don't dismiss out of hand the, the industry lobbyists and some of their arguments that, you know, there will be costs, but, you know, much like GDPR, the world did not stop, you know, the, the yeah, they, they kind of made the same stop. argument when GDPR was being debated. Exactly. You know, um, and you know, we, the sky is falling arguments come around every time when some industry is threatened with some sort of regulation. Um, you know, when seatbelts were made mandatory in this country, um, there were all sorts of horror stories put about by the industry about how much it was going to increase the cost of cars and, oh, you know. And people it, trapped it, in accidents and blah, 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 yeah, right. rubbish. But it actually, because they didn't want to have to fit seatbelts, you know, uh, mandatory seatbelts. Anyway. Yeah. What? Four um, tires on a car? The, what? That's crazy. Yeah, what? Um, I, I don't dismiss all of the arguments out of hand, but I, I'm pretty sure that, like so many things, in the end, when pushed into a corner, the industry will figure it get out. By. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very much uh, still of the opinion that a lot of people will would happily click the button if it says, you know, you get click this here, for free. This is free. Click here. Um, and all, instead of how it is now, it just would make people more aware of what they're, what they're clicking and say, that, you know, it would have to openly say by clicking this, you consent to us harvesting your data and, you know, using it for marketing and possibly selling it on third parties and so on and forth, so forth, which a lot of people, of course, at the moment just are completely really unaware of. They don't, they don't, you know, Joe, average users often are not really aware of what they're allowing when they click this I consent button. So, um, would you think that this would, that would change? Uh, no, but at least they wouldn't be able to come back afterwards and go, I didn't know because okay. it would have to be explicitly made explicit to them what they're signing up for. And I'm pretty sure the industry would manage one way or another to, uh, make it so that you know if you click on uh let's say you know i only consent to the absolutely necessary cookies to use this site that they would in some way make that experience less enjoyable than if you click on to the full one of the highest you know i take i take everything and like for example maybe they have less pop-ups or nicer ads or not play horrible janky music <laughs> in the background or something. You know. nice, I'm sure they yeah, would. The, ad, the ads, if you click, if you don't click on stuff, the ads you get are people screaming at you. Why didn't you click on that stuff? What is yeah, wrong exactly. with you? <laughs> You're killing Precisely. children. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. You know, home taping is killing music. Remember that one? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, I'm glad to see, uh, you know, whether this will go through unamended. I mean, some parts of it seem actually, even to me, and I'm um, 
I'm fairly tinfoil hat. I can see that some of it does seem a little stringent, but I'm sure by the time they've, you know, made its way through the, uh, through the EU, um, that it will become, well, hopefully not watered down to a point where it becomes useless, but I'm sure some of the rough edges will get polished off. And in the end, I think it will be a good thing. Okay. And I'm sorry if the industry whines and moans about it, but as I say, well, the industry always whining. All industry whine and moan about yeah. legislation. What, I can't use children for labor? What? How do you think I'm going to survive? <coughs> yeah, exactly. How How am I going to keep these, um, you know, looms working when I can't set, send small children <laughs> underneath to risk being, you know, decapitated? No. Uh, yeah, I, you know, as it says at the end of the article, uh, it, they, you know, they have not yet reached common ground, but... Um, I'm not sure common ground is what they really need. What they need is to come up with a, a regulation which works and doesn't uh, bring about the doomsday scenario that lobbyists are complaining about, but does stop some of the uh, worst excesses of data harvesting, I think. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Nick, because you're a, you're a big fan of using VPNs. I am a big fan of the VPN, yes. And uh, could you kind of explain what that is and why some uh, authoritarian or one-party governments may be afraid of it? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, in the commonest and uh, simplest description is a VPN, uh, a virtual private network, creates a tunnel across the internet uh, and usually an encrypted tunnel. Um which basically means that your data is uh, encrypted, sent through a special uh, tunnel, quote unquote, to the uh, server at the other end, if you're using it across the internet, um, where the data is you know, decrypted, interpreted by the server running the web service you want, the website, whatever, then the information that you want back is encrypted, sent to you through the tunnel uh, and decrypted on your machine. So effectively, it creates a one-to-one -one connection between your machine and whatever other service you're using. Uh, and the main reason to use it, of course, is that then no one can snoop on what you are doing. Uh, even your ISP would only see effectively your connection to uh, your VPN service. And that's all they'd know about you. Not where you went, not what you were doing, uh, nothing at all. Well, they, so well they, they could see, I mean, they could see what website you were going to. No, they can't because all they will see is your connection to your VPN server. And then really? your VPN server, yeah, that's it. That's all they get to see. Because all your ISP would see is a request from your machine because originally it goes to your VPN service, which is a, you know, a specialist server. And then that sends out your forwards your requests to wherever so all your isp would know is that you have connected to a v the vpn service and that's it okay so why are why is like china and russia so upset by this along with other well, countries yeah well i mean there, there are two reasons of course why uh, authoritarian type governments don't like it one they can't see what people are doing they cannot it's no good them going to the isp and demanding that they give them information on 
what uh, such and such user was doing because all they'll say is they were connected. All we know is they connected to this VPN service and after that it's, you know, we're shut out. Um, the other reason, of course, is, is geolocation because when you connect to your VPN server, you can, uh, most VPN services allow you to connect to their servers all over the world, which means as far as, um, as far as the internet is concerned, you can be anywhere. If I connect to my VPN service by using one of their servers in Venezuela, then any service I connect to sees my IP address as being in Venezuela. So, um, <clears throat> people like the Chinese don't like VPNs because a user in China could connect to a VPN, which would then say that they are, you know, say, in India or the US or anywhere else, anywhere that's outside of China, and therefore the Great Firewall of China becomes useless. You've just dug a tunnel clean underneath it. Okay. So that's why that's why authoritarian um, governments don't like VPNs, because authoritarian governments don't like anything that allows people to do what they want to do without the government spying on them. <laughs> God, <laughs> God forbid. Sorry, yeah. no, no, we're talking about communist countries that don't believe in God. Um, uh, let's see, I can't think of a, uh, like, Stalin forbid or Mao forbid or <laughs> something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's so of the masses forbid. There we go. So you, do you use a VPN on a regular basis? I do use a VPN on a regular basis. I use the Proton VPN uh, as well as the Proton Mail service, which is um, an excellent service. And they're hosted in um, Switzerland, which is a good country to host privacy related things, you know. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if they're actually inside a Swiss bank, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole um, country, the whole country yeah. is surrounded by a Swiss bank vault. Yeah. Okay. Yes, no, that was that. just a. Hold on a second. I I got to hit got to hit myself on the head. There, I feel better. <laughs> but um, no, I I use the Proton VPN service um, and the Proton Mail service. You can use that service for free. Um, there there are some limitations, but it's not data capped unlike a lot of other free services, if you use their uh, VPN at the free level, you are restricted to, I think there's only about five servers you can use, uh, Netherlands, Japan. So US. You're, you're slowed down a little bit. Uh, you're, uh, yeah, you're slightly slowed down. And of course, you, you can only use those. Uh, I think you might be limited to three countries that you can use. Which can eat more easily be blocked. Uh, but no, it's simply just because you're not paying them. They say you can only use. Well, no, I mean, they can, it can be blocked at the source you know, from if you're in, say, China or Russia and they know that, you know, server X, Y, Z are the ones that people oh, yes. are using for Proton. You know, they, they can block those addresses and you, you can't get access to them. That is true. Okay. That, that would be. That would be uh, doable. But of course, um, the the basic paid level uh, is four euros a month okay well, well hold on leave something leave to... something for your for your pick tip at okay the, at okay. the end of it yeah. um, the, uh, the last yes, thing i wanted I to ask you about was uh the, the reason why i bring this up is uh i believe in russia apple has been told they have 30 days to take down i don't remember the name of the vpn but there was a uh, vpn service no it's it's um it's telegram 
that's not a VPN service. It's an encrypted messaging service. Ah, okay. Okay. So are they also kind of doing the same thing to VPNs for uh, Apple and, and other companies that, that sell products in, you know, within their borders? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't think the Russians uh, have banned, the Chinese have, have uh, banned VPNs. Um, apart from a few government controlled ones within China, which <laughs> probably means they're about as actually, you know, <laughs> as yeah, private well, as say taking yeah. the bus. Yes, exactly. I think that probably means because if there's one, you know, if there's one thing with a VPN, you have to trust your VPN company because, uh, if there's anybody who could be siphoning off your data when you're using a VPN, it is the VPN company. Right, because they're the ones that that determine the encryption on both ends. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, we, I think we're going to leave it there because we are starting to run out of time. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. I thought for some reason I was thinking it was a VPN that was being banned, but it was a messaging situation. Okay. But it was still a good discussion. So it all works out yeah, in the end. Uh, everyone, please stand by to stand by. And Simon and I, or si or I and Simon, si Simon and me, ho, 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 we'll be right back. <laughs> Amazon, Google, Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology, sci-fi, video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever, every week on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Flabby in unnatural places. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the third and final, mostly, section of the MyMac.com podcast. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a, a really interesting uh, discussion on VPNs, Simon. Would you agree? Oh, yes. I'm nodding my head. Wow. See, you made it easier for me than you did for Gaz. Hit it. <laughs> Gaz is tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. I'm sure he'll have something to say about that, Mr. Man. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the, the tip I wanted to give, and I, I kind of did this on the fly, was that there is a way to stop auto, um, autoplay of videos and, and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, of audio or video, sorry, in Safari, and uh, but you have to have Safari 11 to uh, to to do so. If you're running uh, Mac OS Sierra or High Sierra, you're on at least Safari 11. Uh, once you have the site up, if you if you like left click, sorry, right click on the URL for that site there in the Safari URL bar, you'll see a little. Uh, a little drop down menu says copy, paste, and go. And the last one is settings for this website. And if you go that, it, and it's specific to this particular site. So when visiting this website, uh, you can use the reader app when it's available. You can enable content blockers, paid zoom, autoplay. And this is the part that's important. You can choose between either allow all autoplay, stop media with sound, or never autoplay. So doing this 
you can basically say whether or not you want things to just automatically play. And otherwise you're going to get it each and every time. And you don't want to get it. You just don't want that. Right, Simon? <sighs> Nod his head. Yeah, I know. That was kind of lame on my part. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. Gaz is so much better at that than, than I am. Uh, Simon, <laughs> I, you know, I would ask if you have a, a pick or a tip, but I, I get the feeling that you do. Uh, yes, I do. Well, being a huge fan of Proton VPN, of course, uh, <laughs> see that's I why am, I stopped you in the previous version. Yeah, previous well, my um, uh, my tip is yes, uh, use Proton VPN. Uh, even if you use the free service, it's worth a try. But uh, especially this week, they have uh, released a native Mac and Windows uh, client apps for Proton VPN. Before you had to set it up using um, a third party tool called tunnel blit which um was well let's just say it was a little bit geeky um and now they have their own uh native app which of course is much slicker and makes it all much easier so there you go and oh uh simon don't forget to put a link to 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 that stuff there in the show notes uh my my pick this week is one i have picked before but it is just an awesome, awesome app. Uh, it's called Acorn. It's and I love the name of this company, Flying Meat Software. <laughs> Flying Meat Software. Flying this meat, this is you know I, there are so many comparisons made to so many different programs to like Photoshop and 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 you know for the most part this doesn't look anything like Photoshop. It's it's God, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's it's just a an easy to use with just a few tools, but it's the tools that you're most likely to use on a regular basis. If you're just a casual user like I am and, uh, it just works great. This is what, this is the program I have used practically since the beginning to make the show graphics that I make each and every week for the mymac.com podcast. And it's only 30 bucks. So that's acorn. And I think they're up to version six from flying meat software, $30 go to flying meat.com. God, what a weird name. Uh, you can also get it on the Mac app store. Uh, let's see. There's, we actually do have some phone calls, but I don't have them queued up. So those will have to wait for another day. And chances are they were Greg from North Carolina. Greg, I will get to those calls. I swear, I swear to me that I will get those to those calls. Um, you can do all kinds of stuff that will help the show out, including doing uh, reviews over there in iTunes. In which case, if you do an iTunes review and we speak about it here on the show, uh, you will have to send me an email and I will send you something amazing, something that I owe Simon at this point and haven't made yet, which is a Wooty. Do you know what a Wooty is, a Simon? Woo-tee. I do because you've, I already have two. Oh, you do? I have two already. Yes. Okay. Well then you now I'm, going to have a hat trick yeah, you, 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 know, you know how that's spelled right yeah that's uh big w big o big o big t little i little e and that spells Wooty. <laughs> that's right see it's something that's uh, uh, amazing and how has having a Wooty changed your life 
probably oh, not okay. in the slightest. I can't describe it. I can't describe it. <laughs> it cannot be described because describe. it doesn't exist. I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, another way you can help support the show is by becoming a Patreon supporter like Chris, Nick, Bob, and Troy. Or you can uh, just send me a, a little bit of money. Buy me a coffee over there at uh, coffee.com, K-O-F-I.com, like Frank Warren and Troy did. We really, really do appreciate that, guys. Uh, that helps support, uh, well, not so much this show, <laughs> because uh, Tim Tim su- supplies all the bandwidth and, uh, and space for the show. But it does support things like the Mac to the Future podcast that I do each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. with Mr. Warren Sklar and Guy's Daily Drive, which is something that has to be experienced to be believed. Uh, If you would like to meet up with Tim and me and so many of your favorite podcasters, the easiest way to do it would be to attend the Mac Stock Conference and Expo, which is going to be this July on the 21st and 22nd. In Woodstock, Illinois, you can find out more information on that by going to MacStockConferenceAndExpo.com. But really, if you just Google MacStock Expo, it'll come up because Mike Potter from the uh, For Mac Eyes Only podcast has about uh, six point five billion links, I think, at this point. That goes back to the main <laughs> site. I may be exaggerating just a little bit there, but I, it's either six point four. Or 6.5 billion links. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's right. Um, Simon, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how, how, how would they do so? Uh, well, the best way to uh, to contact me is to reach out to me on Twitter, where I am at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Or you can email me on essentialapple at sudomail.com, and that's S-U-D-O mail.com and if you'd like to uh get a hold of me actually let, let me say this real quick if you want to get a hold of gaz let's do him first if you want to get a hold of gaz uh best way to do it is reach him via email and that is gaz at mymac.com that is g-a-z z cars z cars <laughs> at mymac.com you can also reach him on the twitters where his handle there is gaz mass that is g-a-z cars m-a-z Cars. And that's on the Twitters. You can reach both of us at Guy and Gaz. Uh, that's also on Twitter. That's G U Y A N D D G A Z. Cars. <laughs> you can reach Fearless Leader Tim and ask him why he doesn't let other people do the show on a regular basis because he's tired of uh, Gaz and myself. And that would find the feedback at my Mac dot com and uh we have a skype number did you know that we have a skype number really? probably not we do but uh nobody seems to know how to use a telephone nobody anymore. knows but apart from <laughs> apart yeah apart from uh from uh the a certain individual from north carolina the skype number yeah. if you are outside the united states and i say that laughing because no one outside of the united states has used it uh is either one or plus one and then dial the area code seven zero three four three six nine five zero one uh, that number again is one or plus one seven or three four three six nine five zero one. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can reach me via my email address, which is guy gui at mymac.com, probably, or Mac Pettit <laughs> over there on the Twitters. And that's pretty much the uh, the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah, <laughs> best ways, you know, just to tell us that we're crazy. 
Uh, so I th- we are at the point of the show now where I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who downloads and listens and listens. No, I told, I told, I told, I told guys, it doesn't matter if they listen, your numbers go up whether they listen or not. I know, but it's important to me. <laughs> ah, well, that's a different, so, that's a different matter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, if you want to listen and not download it, you know, pshay, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Uh, thank you for doing so. We really, really do appreciate it. And, uh, Simon, you know what I think this, now this is, this is me. I can't speak for gas and I wouldn't even dream to think of you or think for you. I should say thing. I never think of Simon who's here on, who's on this show with me right now <laughs> that, uh, that we're good enough that we're <laughs> wow. Oh, hard to say this every week, smart enough. And that doggone it. Woof, woof. People like us. Mm. See, now you got to read Simon. That. Yes. Simon Esther Hato de Kegai Tenga Ki E Alabano Y Piense Ki Apesta. And that's funny for all kinds of reasons that no one will ever understand. Ever get. That's right. <laughs> even if they can, even if they can understand my mangled rendition. Well, they they would if they because the the joke is kind of built in, but we're still not going to tell you what it is. Ha <laughs> ah, No, no, not at all. That's right. So, Simon, I think this is where we say end. End. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. How could you ever know what it was going to come up again? Yeah. Which yeah. is why you've got something like Jack. And I, the other thing, of course, I know Jack is aimed from the what I read about it. It seems he's aimed very much at people with a much higher end, you know, kind of studio environment right. where you can route anything anywhere, which is no doubt really clever. But to my mind, it was like, <laughs> here's a bag of cables, just build a studio. It's like, yeah. I'm not an audio engineer. I just want to make it work. (laughs) I just, I just play one on TV. Exactly. I just want to make it work. Yeah. Which is, that's kind of what I tell people. It's like, wow, you do podcasts. You must really know audio. It's like, no, not so much. Yeah. If you go back and listen to my Mac podcast, 295 or 285 to around 500, you know, Listen to those and then come back and tell me, can tell much of an audio engineer I am. <laughs> well, it, I mean, he just doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that you would turn around and see in a pub having a pint. You know, it just, just mm, don't see it. No, that's, he might be, that. he might Where be there having, that? having like a, a, a well-chilled Chablis, you know, or, <laughs> or, uh, a, a Finnish or, you know, some weird <laughs> French sounding wine name. <laughs> Because I just Where made that last the, one up. Yeah. It's finishing-wa. That's not even a real thing. I made that up. But it sounds good. You know, and sometimes Where that's all the, it takes. You don't, you, you don't actually have to know what the name of a thing is. If you give it, especially with a French accent, people will sit there, oh, yeah, finishing-wa. Oh, those things are great. Wow. So you knew about those, too. It's like, oh, come on. 